Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for being here. And thank you so much for having your cameras on. Y'all know how much I love it. Um, okay, so those of you that saw, uh, today I am doing a topic that someone asked me to do. It was really interesting. Uh, she was like, you need to do an Ask Me Anything session. And I'm like, uh, well, what could happen if someone asked me anything? I mean, I do I have to answer it? Um, kidding, kidding. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so that is today. So I hope that um, if you are here, that you have some questions that you... How, I mean, I don't have a specific topic in mind. This is literally an ask me anything session. So whether it be about some of the previous calls I've done, whether it be about my marketing, our business, uh, I don't know, whatever whatever you have today is your day. Because I know a lot of people do send me one-off messages and want some extra time. Um, so, um, you know, this is a really good opportunity to take advantage of the time that I have right now. Um, so if anybody has any questions, I would love you to come off mute, raise your hand, whatever it is, and just ask away and let's talk. Okay, so no, nobody has any questions. None, none at all. Oh, Jackie says yes. Okay, Jess said yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> Jess, what's up? I think Ellen had her hand up first. Is that right, well, Ellen? That's, that's okay. okay. That's all right. You go. Perfect. Oh, I'm so, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't even see the hands. My fault. My bad. Okay. No, see what <laughs> happens when you try to have um, like class rules. Like I tried to follow them and every time that happens, it never works for me. <laughs> I, forget, I forget about rules. I'm like, I make the rules. I forget about them. Oops. Exactly. Um, well, you know why I'm here. I wanted to talk to you most about the, um, postcard situation. I did a farming situation last year and after hearing you and I cannot remember the awesome lady's name from Maryland talk Lisa. about how you, who is it? Lisa, Lisa Pinder. Lisa, Lisa yeah. Pinder, mm-hmm. right? Something yes. like that. Yep. Um, nonetheless, after hearing you both talk about it, I was like, oh, that's all the stuff I did wrong. <laughs> um, so that said, I want to talk to you a little bit more about your like farming situation and what that process looks like. I know you mentioned CMA drop-offs and postcards and newsletters, but pretty much just what does your month look like when you're farming that area? Okay. Um, so right now, you want to know like kind of how it started to where it is now? Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I do want to give it another go. Okay. So the first thing I did is I, when I, I use EDDM. So if you don't know what EDDM is, it's every door direct mail. Um, and EDDM is the most cost-effective way to farm, which is the, the benefit to it. The, the, the downside to it is that you don't necessarily get to pick a neighborhood specific, right? So you, you pick a zip code, you pick a, po- actually not even a zip code, you pick a postage route. So you go into the U.S. post office uh, EDDM site and you get to choose um, what, uh, what routes you want. And so what I did is I went in there and I, I had a listing in a particular neighborhood and I was like, Ooh, I really want to hit this neighborhood. Right. So I, I put that address in as kind of the search parameter. And then I picked the routes around there. And the post office is cool because it tells you, you know, about, about how many people are in that route, first of all, but also it tells you kind of the income levels of that route. So I was pretty, pretty, pretty strategic about that. 
Um, so when I first started out mailing, I sent out for two months, I sent out four postcards a month. And the first one was just a quick, like intro. I think it's just a picture of me and my dog walking <laughs> like, Hey, I'm Linnea. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm local and just like two bullet points about who I am. And the second one I sent out was more of a testimonial. So I was all just kind of like trying to just help people who I am introduce myself. I didn't really do any calls to action on the first few cards just because like, I don't want to be that person who just put something in your junk box. I'm okay, come to me, let me sell your house. Right. So, um, it took me a full month of just sending out like testimonials, reviews. Um, and I did like, you know, I did like a look at my success. So I did like a, like some listings that I had in the area, um, and you know, an intro to who I am. And then I started doing like home value cards, home valuations. Um, so after the first uh, two months, I actually backed off and I went down to two times a month. Um, and that's when I got a lender to actually co-sponsor with me uh, because it saves a lot of money. <laughs> it's very expensive. EDDM, the way I was doing it was it upfront cost me about, about for two months, cost me about $10,000. It was really expensive. So, um, and it's, that was uh, when it's you did a, four postcards a month. It was 10,000. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For all the, because I was doing uh, about four, I started out with 4,000 started out with 4,000 routes. And so it was a lot. Um, wow. So my, like from my learning lesson would be started, start smaller and work bigger. <laughs> it's just like, I like to take everything back to, to lifting weights, like start small and work up to the heavyweight. Right. So <laughs> it's like the same thing. That would be my takeaway is go back and start smaller. Um, and then um, once I kind of like realized that I need to narrow it down and hone in on specific neighborhood or specific routes, I actually took uh, two routes away uh, and started honing in on just about 20. It's usually between 2000 and 2100. I don't actually know what makes it change, but <laughs> it's not the same every month. It's usually between 2000 and 2100. Um, and that's about how much I send out. And I was going through an iteration of postcards every two weeks. They all have a QR code leading to my home value page or my community website. Um, and then uh, more recently, and since um, February, I actually started doing a newsletter. I took it back and I actually do a newsletter, an EDDM newsletter once a month. And it's very generic. It, I mean, I shouldn't say it's super generic, but it's just, it literally just says this, it's Bonnie Lake and Buckley News. Um, and then it's just a, you know, a what, how to declutter. It's all about spring cleaning right now. So um, inside then I have just a quick snapshot of market update in here. So nothing, nothing, nothing neighborhood specific, um, just a, a quick market update. And it took me like all of two seconds to go on the MLS and like, you know, save the search. So I don't even have to do it now. I just go pull it up. Oh, let's refresh it for the current month. Right. Um, and then on the back, it's just a quick, you know, here's how to organize. Like it's all about spring cleaning, decluttering and organizing. Right. And then inside I have a QR code to go to my, to find out your home value. So that's what I send out now. And then um, the other thing is that I take these because I have this many extra, that's a lot, right? Because when you order them from the printer, you can only order them certain quantities, but they can only send out what the post office will send out. So they send me the rest. So I use these, I repurpose these for marketing and local businesses. So I have a lot of local businesses that I partner with. And so every month I take these and I just put these in there. I put them in their coffee shop. I put them in the, you know, put them in the grocery store, wherever I'm allowed to leave stuff behind. I just put these. So now the, these are just kind of spread all over the place. So and now, by partner, do you choose a small business that you just want to spotlight? Do they pay you anything for it? It's just, Hey, let's collab this month. You know, eventually I'm going to make them start paying me for it. Eventually. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I don't right now because right now I'm just trying to get like the stats to prove to them why they need to pay for it. 
You know what I mean? Right now it's, oh, you want a feature in my magazine? Cool. Or my little newsletter that might or might not get you anything or might not even be seen. You know what I mean? I need if you need a few more stats. And the thing with EDDM is it takes a really long time. So if you guys start doing it, do not stop. Do not stop because I've been doing it every single month consistently for 12 months. And I just now got one listing. Wow. And think about how much money I've spent. So, but the thing is after, after time, you have to keep going with it. Cause it's one of those things now where people start to see me a little bit more. They're like, Oh, I get your postcards in the mail. Oh, you know, I, Hey, I got your newsletter last month. So people are starting to see me more. So it's like you, that's kind of like the purpose of it. It's about branding. So what I do with that is I then I take that and I partner that with, um, I partner that with, um, I have, I purchased two kiosks. So when you walk into like a grocery store, you have a kiosk, but you have like the, you know, the sanitizing wipes, right? Mm -hmm. So on those sanitizing wipes, you can actually purchase those. If they're available, you can purchase your bill, a billboard basically. So I purchased those. It's super, super inexpensive comparatively to like, you know, radio ads, which I've done before too. Um, (laughs) But I purchased those. So now people are seeing me in their mailbox. They're seeing me at the coffee shop. They're seeing me online. They're seeing me in the, in the Rite Aid. They're seeing me in the Fred Meyer. So that's kind of like how I, how I use it. I do not do CMA drop-offs. I I don't do them. Um, I do CMA emails, but I do not do CMA drop-offs. If I did, I would probably start in a neighborhood um, that I that I farm in. So that's how I do that. Okay, so your your EDDM is different than farming. So are you farming as well? I do farm as well. Yes. So I do micro farms. I do about 40. 40 homes in a neighborhood uh, chosen strategically based off of how long they've lived in the house. Um, and, you know, because you can't choose demographic. I, one of my, my niche is 55 and up people that are retiring, downsizing or moving out of state. Um, those are, that's one of my niches. Um, and you can't choose age. <laughs> you can't choose by age, right? But you can choose based on um, how long they lived in the house. So I choose strategically in neighborhoods where they're more mature, more mature homes. Um, people are likely to have lived there for 15 to 20 years or longer. Uh, and then I send out, um, you have a series of six letters that get sent out before they get added to a monthly postcard form. Six. Okay. So that I thought I had a summary of everything you said. And then I was like, Oh wait, she doesn't farm that area. So what, yeah. <laughs> what's the difference between the two? Besides so EDM you is both. choosing, right. Right. Besides you specifically. Yeah. Choosing. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. The EDDM is bulk, right? So like, and also like the thing with EDDM, it goes to renters, it goes to businesses, it goes everywhere. You don't get to choose where it goes. So that's kind of the, the, like the benefit to farming is I can actually be very strategic. So obviously my marketing is going to be more targeted, you know, Hey, you've lived in your home 20 years or longer. I just want to give you a little update on what's going on in your neighborhood. And so those, I mean, there's, there are actual letters that get typed up. It's formatted. Obviously I already have it done, but there it's typed up. Um, and then they, um, I send it out once a month for the first, for the first six weeks. Um, I'm sorry, once a week for the first six weeks. And then I send them a postcard once a month. And so it's, it's just, it's a different type of, it's a different type of marketing, different strategy. Yeah. Um, do you, have you found more success with the specialty of the the 40 homes in the smaller neighborhood first? You know, I've only, so I've been doing it for about three months. Um, and I will tell you, I have gotten a few people that have called and asked a little bit more questions. I haven't converted anything yet from that. So I think anything with farming, they say on average takes about six to eight months. Right. So I, I do think that that's when I'll start to see it. So you just like it, like with EDDM, you have to start and keep going. 
Right, right. So where do you get a majority of your business now? Um, a lot of my business is uh, social media. Okay. Majority of my business is social media. Um, when I look back and track, because I track all where my business comes from, most of it actually is uh, sphere on social media. So I get, I get a lot of uh, leads that I convert because I do, um, you know, I do street text. I have, I run Google ads. I have a lot of different like marketing sources. So I, I do convert a lot of those, but the business that comes to me, just when the people are calling me all the time, it's more like, um, it's more like business inbound business versus me calling and trying to convert them. Uh, that's all social media. It's all sphere on social media. That's where I'm at now. And I, I, I'm a hundred percent referral based, but I'm looking to add adif- additional branches so that I can take my business to the next level. Um, so that's why I was curious about the postcards. Yeah. The, the farm, the EDDM thing is more just about branding, right? It's about building your presence in the community mm-hmm. and you know, me starting it. I actually, the, one of my, one of my clients right now, they're actually probably my biggest client of the year. It's going to be about 2.8 million total between their sale and their purchase. Um, and the referral that they gave me for their child, who's also selling their house. Um, that's going to be about 2.8 million from one, one community outreach. I literally like went in there. I did a little vlog style video. And then she called me like a couple months later, actually, I just actually went back in. I keep appearing, I like buy coffee every now and then like once a week to go in and buy coffee from her. And she was like, Hey, we want to talk to you about um, selling our house. So that's kind of like how that started all just from being active and being present. So I do three to four community events a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year was a little sketchy, obviously, because of COVID, but this year we're off to the year before and this year we're off to a really good start. So I'm wondering if I should just continue my efforts face-to-face in the community, because that's what I do. I'd rather put money into that than um, it sounds like EDDM right now, because I'd be paying for that for a year. Whereas the community stuff would be um, not instantaneous, but like much quicker. Uh, Well, I mean, it's kind of, I all kind of go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, like whenever I go into a new small business, they're like, oh, hey, I see you all the time. Mm-hmm. So like it does help. So I I mean, you know, don't start out like don't do what I did. Do not spend ten thousand dollars. Yeah, Like right now, right now, my EDDM, I've got it down to where I spend about seven hundred dollars a month on it. So a month. yeah, that's not um, that's affordable. Yeah, that that is affordable. Um, okay. I, well, I don't want to hog all the time. Sorry. Um, okay. So, um, Jess, is that it? Yeah. I, I want to give other people the opportunity to okay. speak. Sorry. Thank you, everyone. Okay. No problem. <laughs> Hi, Ellen. Hi. Yeah, I'm on. So, uh, who does your newsletters? Um, I mean, do you have a template that you order it from and then you put your QR co- code on there? So I, I'm going to be honest. I went and bought the content from Etsy. So go, guys, if you do not okay. use Etsy for content, go use Etsy. It's super cheap. I bought um, a, a year's worth of newsletter content for, I think it was like $175. And then another agent split it with me. So it cost me like, it was super cheap. Um, okay. So that's, that's what I do. And then what I do is I just, I, I go through it and I tweak it a little bit, of course, put my personal stuff in there. And then I send it to my, my graphic designer. And then he does the design and the print and the, and the drop off for me. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Now, so my background is mortgage lending like yours, and I was a mortgage lender for 28 years, but I moved to a brand new area and I've been in my area for three years and decided to get my real estate license. I've only been a realtor for two years. I would love to hear how you transitioned from mortgage lending over to real estate 
How long did it, I mean, from the outside looking in, Lene, you look very successful. You're inspirational. And I love watching your videos, reading your posts. Now, how long did it take you to really start getting business? What kind of little things did you do? And um, I, I probably, Krista Mayshar coaching really helped you catapult you. But I'd love to hear your story. Did it take six months, one year? Good question. Thank you. Um, and thank you for that. Um, so I actually was in banking for about 12 years. I quit because uh, of the last the banking and finance. Right. So I did I did banking. I did like every like role within a with a retail bank. I um, ended up in mortgage lending. I was a loan originator and I, I specialize in subprime loans. So back in 2008, I decided I no longer wanted to do loans because they were that business was kaput, right? So it wasn't really for me anymore. I actually got out of the business entirely. And I went and worked. Um, I'm from Seattle. So I was like, where can I work that I can actually like work my way up and build a career. And that's when I actually stumbled upon uh, a job at Nordstrom. And I worked at Nordstrom for 12 years. I worked my way from being a salesperson in beauty when I had never done makeup before in my life. Okay. <laughs> they, they trusted me. I don't know how to this day. I'm like, how did you hire me to like run a beauty counter when I'm like, I don't know how to put makeup on at all. You should have seen how many times people were on the floor training me how to do makeup. They're like, you run a big counter. You have to know how to do makeup. And I'm like, okay, teach me, teach me, teach me. So now <laughs> I know how to do makeup. <laughs> but anyway, so I did that. Um, I did that. I worked my way up through Nordstrom, all the different roles uh, and left corporate America. I ended up going into corporate and hated it. I hated it, hated it, hated it. I spent six years trying to find my fit in corporate America. And finally, I was just like, what the hell am I even doing here? This is stupid. I, this is not me anymore. One day I actually woke up. I had a super, super, super uh, panic attack. I woke up. Uh, I tried to get ready for work and I couldn't, I couldn't physically find myself getting ready for work. Uh, my husband came in and found me on the floor um, in a pool crying in my closet. So, whew. Um, so that was what really fueled me to quit my, my job because I was like, this isn't me anymore. So I think for me, what happened is I actually ended up getting my license and I worked part-time because uh, part-time in real estate, full-time in my career that I hated because I still had to convince my husband that this was the right move. This is right for me. This is, I know it in my, in my bones. Um, and I did. So my first year in a part-time real estate role, considering I was only working two hours a day on the weekdays and 16 hours on the weekend. Cause I worked like, you know, as soon as I got up till the time, I mean, I dedicated my life to making real estate, my, my field, my, my career. Um, so my, my part-time gig in real estate, I know I closed nine, nine deals my first year. So, um, what happened is I finally had enough money to quit my job. And February 7th of 2020, I walked away from corporate America, retiring at the age of 40 from corporate America. I was super proud of that. That was always my goal. And I was working by referral. I was in Brian Buffini coaching at the time. And I mean, I, I hired a coach right away. And I think that's the first thing I did when I came into real estate, whether it's part-time or not, I was like, I knew I needed a coach. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a bodybuilder. And like the only reason I've been successful in bodybuilding is because I had a coach, right? I had a, a nutrition coach. I had a lift coach. I've had coaches that helped guide me there. So I knew that real estate is the same thing. Um, so I invested a lot of money. I didn't have it, but I, I was just like, I'm going to hire it. I'm going to do it. Uh, and then um, I spent about four months on my own working only by referral. And what really catapulted me, yes, is Krista. Krista's coaching like took me from um, closing nine deals a year to where my first year full-time in real estate, I closed 20. 
Um, and then last year I closed 30 deals and this year I'm on target to close 50. So, um, you know, and, and I just now brought on a buyer's agent, which who's Danella, Danella wave. Hi, I'm really super excited. Danella's here. She and I work together at Nordstrom. So to have her here with me right now is pretty awesome. Um, but um, like I just brought on a buyer's agent. So that's me doing 50 deals on my own without her. Now what she's gonna do is she's gonna come in and supplement it, right? And she's gonna help make herself like a, a super awesome career in the business. So that's a little bit of my story and where, I am, where I'm at. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, does that, does that answer what you were hoping to, ho hoping to hear? It did. And now how long have you been a realtor? I got my license in August of 2018. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My mom, my mom was in the business. I grew up around the, around the business. So I don't really feel new to the business. Uh, even though I still am technically, <laughs> I don't feel like yeah. it. Weird. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, for that. Mm -hmm. D. Uh-uh. I see your can phone. You hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay. All right. So before you started with, um, I believe you're doing, you're using ISAs now, right? Yep. I hired my own okay. ISA. Yes. Okay. Before you started with ISAs, were you actually, um, were you calling your, your street tax leads? Mm -hmm. Okay. How did, like, where did you, like, did you have a script that you were using? Like what, what was, and I'm sure you doing different street tax leads and, and the, the script, actually dependent upon the actual type of lead right. but are are were you that person that wanted to make that phone call because i i have I'm, I'm making the phone calls but then like in the back of my mind it's it's hard it's really hard to pick up that telephone it is it's really hard because you know what like who who knows what's going to happen on the other end. Someone's going to hang up on you. They're going to hate you. They're going to yell at you. Or they're going to be like, oh my God, Dee, thank you so much for calling. I actually am thinking about selling my house. So I don't like it. I, I don't like calling to this day. I don't uh, because of that same thing. I'm, I'm, I'm a human being, right? Um, I just... I have shifted my mindset and I've shifted my words and I've shifted my verbs to be like, hey, I'm going to go for the no. I'm going to go for the no because the more times it's just like, okay, I'm going to back up. Just like when I worked in banking, I was a branch manager and I used to like, have you ever guys, have you guys ever gone into the bank and you're at the teller and they're like, oh, hey, you have $10,000 sitting in your account. Have you ever thought about opening up a money market account? Right? Like they have, they have referral goals, right? They like, that was their thing is they have to, they have to get so many people to go to a banker every single month. Right. The only way to make that happen is to ask as many people as possible. It's the only way you're going to make your goals happen. So I started a game back then, which kind of carried over to the rest of my career. Um, when I was a branch manager, I started a game and I was like, okay, I no longer want you to track how many yeses you get. I don't care about your yeses. Your yeses mean nothing to me. What I care about is how many no's you get. How many times are you going to hear no? How many times? Because the more times that you get comfortable hearing no, the less that resistance is on the other end. So like, I just started shooting for the no because every time I heard it, I was like, okay, there's another one. Let's see how many I can get. And it became a game to kind of like track how many no's. And it, it, it sound, it's like complete reverse psychology, but it freaking worked, right? And now the reason I do not call, cause I know Jackie had also asked like if I have an ISA and scrubbing leads, um, I did hire my own ISA. I brought them on specifically for my team because after using a couple ISA services, I just found that it is um, better for me 
to train my person, my way, my voice, go into my system, follow up my way, do it my way. Um, it's just much, much better, much better for me. So that's what I do now. Um, I found that while I'm okay now making calls and I will, um, it's not the best use of my time to try to find out who's a no. For me, the best use of my time now is to focus on the yeses, right? It's to focus on converting those people because that's where my, that's what I'm, that's what I'm an expert in is converting people. So that's kind of, um, where that's where I'm at now. But in the meantime, while you're getting there and you're getting to the point where you can hire somebody, just count the no's, make a game of it. It's kind of fun. Like give yourself an award, give yourself a reward. Be like, Hey, if I can get 150 no's this week, I'm going to buy myself, I don't know, a new outfit or whatever it is that you want to do for yourself. Like a hundred. I mean, that's a lot. You're making a lot of calls and you'll be surprised. You, once you try to start to shoot for 150 no's, you're probably not going to find them because you're going to find a lot more yeses coming along the way. Okay. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, Mike. Okay. Question for you on um, listings. Do you do just listing and just sold postcards? And if so, how do you do them and what success have you had? So um, I do uh, just listed, just sold uh, campaigns. Sometimes they include postcards um, with the just listed. Uh, what I do is um, I send out a letter to people in the neighborhood, letting them know that we just have a listing coming up. And then I also do a door knocking campaign. Um, okay. I have an entire, I put, a, put together a little goodie bag in a bag like this. Okay. And it's obviously, it's got my marketing plan. It's got little stuff in there, but then I have like a little, like from the seller, um, if they, if they do like a, if they have like a small business or they have like a specialty, I always try to advertise their business in there. Or I go to the community, local community, and I get like a gift card. And I put them in there and I just present it as a care package. And I door knock. Uh, my goal is to door knock 40 doors for every new listing. Okay. So that's kind of what the just listed campaign looks like. Um, we now that I have an ISA, we are going to incorporate circle prospecting. So he's going to start calling. For listings, for listings and sold? For, list, for listings and sold. Yep. Okay. He's going to call for listings, pendings, and solds. So my, I start out with the just listed. And then once it goes pending, I send a, I send a pending letter to the same people I sent the letter to. And then once it sells, then I send the same letter, the same, a sold letter to the same people I sent the, the letters to. So the same people are getting a just listed, just pending, just sold. Campaign. So they're getting, they're getting letters and calls, not postcards. Nope. Nope. No postcards. I do, postcard, I do postcards after I send them letters because I want them. The letter's a little bit more likely to be open. It's handwritten envelope. It looks like a correspondence. It looks like something it's different than just a postcard, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what I do. Well, do. Do you have a return address to, you know, Linnea Carver Realtor and all of that? Or I don't do have it says it? Linnea Carver and it says my office address. Um, it does not say EXP Realty anywhere on the return address because I want people to actually open it. Um, okay. And then on the bottom of it, I don't even have like, it's just a little tiny, like a circle picture of me. So it's, it's, it's not a market. I don't have it going out as a marketing piece. I have it going out as a correspondence piece. Gotcha. Um, and that's kind of like the, the mindset that I had with it. And, and how many uh, homes do you do on, on those? 40. 40. Okay. But uh, on the, on the letter campaign, when you just list a home or you've just pending and sold, you just do 40 homes. Yep. That's through door knocking, but you said you send out a letter. Yep. Also 40. Also 40. 40. Okay. Yep. So gotcha. I'll, I'll door knock the same letters, uh, the same, the same. Um, I try to door knock the same people that got the letter, but um, obviously sometimes they're in a little bit of a different neighborhood. So I'll, I'll door knock within that neighborhood. My goal is always 40. Okay. And you do your own door knocking, right? 
uh, well, I do right now. Yes, I will not be in the next two months. <laughs> okay. But yes, right now I do. Uh, you're your new buyer's agent. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do them together. So she gets comfortable. And there we go. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackie. Thank you for saying your personal story about being a puddle of tears. Um, sometimes that can be hard to say in public. Um, and I can relate to that. I uh, kind of did the same thing. But um, so thank you for sharing that. Um, so with your ISA, did you use a company to scrub before you started calling? And who did you use? Uh, yes, I started out with Ravelworks. Um, Ravelworks. Mm-hmm. Oh, you? Then, they scrubbed them for you. They did. Yep. I see. Um, uh-huh. and, and then I um, hired a company called Conversion Monster, um, and they they were not. I would not. I, some people might have really good luck with them. I did not have luck with them. My mm-hmm. biggest thing with most ISA companies is they do not know how to say my name. And that is like a big pet peeve of mine when mm-hmm. they stumble over trying to say my name. And I would I listen to the calls and I would hear, hi, it's so-and-so from the light, 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 like they would literally stutter over my name. So I was like, no, bye. <laughs> can't, can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. So, um, and then I used... Um, um, then I used uh, the inside sales agency. Sarah Delancey runs that. She's phenomenal. I would highly recommend her and her company. If anyone is looking for an ISA company that is not specific to you, she is phenomenal. phenomenal. Say that again. Who is it again? Uh, Sarah Delancey with the um, uh, inside sales agency. She um, she actually sorry with her. She actually worked as my assistant for a little while, and uh, she was so so good on the phone. Uh, and she just wanted to go and make calls all day, every day. And I was like, awesome. And I probably should have held on to that at the time. Darn it. But I have an awesome person now. So, um, and she, she's actually helping train him. So it's pretty cool. So as far as scrubbing, um, I use that's them.com. I use uh-huh. Ben Verified. Um, and I use my title company has a program called Fetch. So I use my title company's program as well. So I have three different places we go to. Okay. Yep. But I don't know. For a lot of ISA services, a lot of them will not scrub your leads. So you yeah. have to do that yourself. So if you have a VA, this is what I would recommend. Do you have a VA or an assistant? I don't. Uh, like I'm like right on that border of um, needing to take that next step. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take it too soon, but I don't want to take it too late kind of thing. So you're on the I'm border like, to do it. okay, can I scrub it myself? Can I... No. You know, I'm like, <laughs> no, I, I'm telling you, that's the same thing when Dee was asking me about making my own phone calls. Yeah, I can. And I, I did it for a little while to learn real fast. That is not my, that is not my strength. So like the way, here's how I look at it when it comes time to hiring an, a VA. Okay. A VA should be a, a, a mandatory for everybody's business, in my opinion, in my opinion. Um, and the reason why is because um, a VA, like when you hire a VA, especially if they're outsourced to like the Philippines, I will tell you the companies out there that are hiring uh, VAs, they spend so much time training them that your VAs and other countries, especially in the Philippines, the work ethic is much stronger than you're going to find from most people here. Uh, And they're so grateful to have the opportunity to do anything for you. They want to help and they learn so fast. For example, yesterday I said to my VA, Hey, 
I know you really like video editing. What is your, what is your capacity or what's your capability? He said, I can do a little bit. I said, okay. So we walked through a video I wanted edited. It was a really short video intentionally. I didn't want to give him a too big of a video. I said, Hey, can you go ahead and do these two things for the video? And I expected it to take four hours. He comes back to me like 10 minutes later. He's like, done, Linnea, what do you think? He's like, I made it. I took, I took the freedom to go ahead and try a couple of other things as well. So, and I pay me a VA $8 an hour. Wow. So, so do you use like my Outdesk for that or um, Virtudesk? Um, there are some, Lisa just put one in the uh, tr- um, uh, chat, onlinejobs.ph. I've actually heard of that one, Lisa. I haven't, I haven't used that one before, but I have heard of it. Um, I actually, mine is from a company called Outsourced Doers. Uh, they are trained in digital marketing, which for me is obviously a big thing because that is a lot of what I do. He does everything, manages my Facebook audiences, uh, makes my Facebook posts for me. He'll even like actually like create my Facebook ads. He is not, he will not, he will not like, um, he can't, he can't spend the money, but I can actually have him go and like format the ad for me. Um, there's a lot of things that you have to do. And remembering when you have a VA is you need to train them. You need to spend time in training them, but you know how to train people. It's so freaking easy. All you do is you sit there and you do something online and you turn on your screen recorder. You get the bomb bomb extension and you just turn on your screen recorder and you just do what you do. And you just put it into a Google drive and be like, here you go. If you have any questions, let me know. So, so, so easy to train people. And I will tell you language barrier. No, like none. Not and with, like not, with, not with ISAs, my concern with uh, doing an ISA out of the country is the lang- the not so much the language barrier because I mean any you know lots of people learn English. It's the nuances of our language mm-hmm. that with any other language too. You know, I mean every language has its own nuances, its own slang, its own so. I uh, I found I outsourced my um, ISA from Peru. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of the reason I went to Latin America to outsource in my ISA is because the, the language nuances are less. It's between Spanish and English. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot less language nuances. The time zone's very similar. Cultures are also a little bit more relatable too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I went to outsource my ISA. And he's only two hours ahead of me versus I do my, my, my VA. He's, I think right. He's starting work right now and it's like one o'clock in the morning for him. So oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he works, he works my time zone and everything. So. I will tell you, like, I know that it was not the question, but that that's, I hire, hire somebody as soon as you feel like you need somebody. Cause the more time you spend wasting on doing things that are not actually driving you and giving you more money uh, or bringing more business to you, the more, I mean, you're wasting more money. You're just wasting money right now. You are money. Like I look at it like this. If there's anything that I'm doing that's, that I could pay someone, you know, eight, $20 an hour, I'm going to pay them because it's going to cost me, you know, 500 to $1,500 an hour, depending on what it is for, for me to do it. So I'd much rather pay somebody. I mean, the math just worked out to be way better to pay somebody else to do it. Yeah. How many hours do you give your VA? 40 hours a week. He works okay. 40 hours a week. No problem. I actually probably think that you might need to hire a second one to be super honest. Oh, with you. Wow. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're almost out of, we actually kind of are out of time. Do you want to hang out a little bit longer? I have a little bit more time. If those of you do have to go, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you being here. Uh, there's another question that looks like, so Jess. I just wanted to um, kind of circle back with you. So you said that you did a few transactions on your own and then Chris's program kind of catapulted your success into, I think from 30 to 50. Um, Would you say that it's safe to say that your social media, I follow you on Instagram. I I haven't seen your Facebook yet. Um, But would you say that it's safe to 
say that Chris's program helped you social media wise for businesses and that helped grow your sphere even more. So now you're getting pretty yes. much referrals from sphere. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, my, so I, I had gone, I mean, I've always been really active on social media. So Chris's program just fit right into what I was already doing. Right. Yeah. So, um, and then I had, I had gone through some social media training. I actually had a branding consultant. I went through an entire rebrand before Chris's program. So I was already like doing all the things. Um, but yeah, Chris is Chris, like learning what I learned from Krista on like how to use Facebook properly. And then kind of like taking that knowledge and out, you know, moving it into other areas, like is definitely, definitely made a difference. So that's, that's my big plug for Kristen A. Shore Coaching. Huge plug. That's where I'm at. There's a lot of parallels. Um, I'm obviously not selling 50 houses, but I'm doing okay for myself. But my, my desire is to get there. But I'm literally like trying to figure out that next step. And I just feel stuck. Social media is, is a huge part of what I do. And I'm just trying to le- leverage it properly so that yeah, I can get a- more people. That's what I was missing. And that's, that's actually exactly why I joined Chris's program because I knew, I knew the basics of it. I knew how to use it. I was on there, but like I wanted, I actually wanted to make money on social media. I remember like back when I was like, before I got into real estate and like Instagram first became a thing and you see all these influencers on Instagram and you see these people who are just posting pictures and making money off posting pictures. I'm like, I want to do that. How do I do that? I don't, I want to be one of those people. And that's where Chris's program really aligned with what I, um, with what I, what I wanted to do. And were you doing the three videos a week? I was. Yep. I said, I did everything Krista said from, I did not, I did not jump ahead. I did not, I did not do anything that I was not supposed to do. I started out with module one and I did it module two and I did it module three. And I did it. It wasn't until I got to module six and module seven that I no longer could do it anymore. Just because like, I mean, I had, I couldn't dedicate as much time because my business started like going out of control. Like I say that very very lovingly, very lovingly out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I got through module six, module seven, and then like now, I mean, honestly, right now I'm still trying to finish uh, module 10. <laughs> I'm like, wait, module 10. And so I go back, I have to go back and refresh myself all the time, but you know, it's, it's awesome. Cause it's always there. It's always there. So this was very helpful. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, everybody. Um, thank, thank you so much. I think I got all the questions that are in. Yeah, Michelle asked where I created the template. We answered all those questions. So um, thank you, everybody, so much for coming to ask me anything. It makes me feel so good that you're all here. If there's ever anything I can thank do, you. Too, please feel free to reach out. Thank you, Linnea. You're awesome. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Thank you. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.